my initial memory was um, Sunday school. I say to everybody, the key thing for me is relationship and is connection. The only change, really, uh, big change, was going from from task orientated to socially orientated. Hello and welcome to the King's Church podcast. I have with me today a very special guest uh, who has so kindly come to share some of his stories and his life with us. Uh, he was assistant manager to Sir Alex. Uh, when he, Manchester United won the treble in 99, he's managed Middlesbrough, winning the only to date major trophy in 2004. He took Middlesbrough to the Europa League final in 2006, um, managing FC20 in 2010 and winning the Dutch League, not to mention managing England, Derby, Newcastle, and there's a few others too. Um, father of three, granddad to two, and married to the lovely Catherine. Uh, our guest today is none other than Steve McLaren. Welcome, Steve. Thanks for joining us. Absolute pleasure. Really pleased that you're here and you're just going to be sharing. You've been part of our church over the years and, you know, your job takes you many places. But uh, I know that I'm excited just to open up a bit of your story and share that with the church. So thanks so much. Um, and Steve, you're currently working for FIFA. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. FIFA and... Still in touch with Derby. Uh, yeah. Still going there a couple of days a week, watch the games, uh, keeping an eye on that situation. So involved with that. And yeah, as as they say at the beginning uh, of football, and we always say uh, to all players during a game, winning, losing, drawing, stay in the game right till the end. And uh, that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, well, I'm really glad that you're here. I'm going to open it up just this morning, really just to ask you a few questions. Uh, so we're going to do uh, a game of Would You Rather, um, but normally you kind of, these are quick fire, but it, I, I'd like to know a little bit more about uh, how you come to your decision, just to find out a little bit more about the man behind uh, behind football. So Steve, first one, pretty easy, pizza or pasta? Oh, pasta. Pasta, really, over pizza? It's That's too heavy on the stomach. Pizza. That's very true. I'll take that. Okay, would you rather go for a run or a swim? Off oh, run. Hate swimming. Uh, Messi or Ronaldo? Uh, Messi. Wow. That's a bombshell right there for Ronaldo. Uh, would you rather live in Germany or the Netherlands? Um, Netherlands, for sure. Yeah? Well, you've had some good times there, good memories. Yeah, that's right. But lovely country, both of them. We uh, really enjoyed the, the life, the lifestyle, the culture. Um, it's an education, it's an experience. Uh, but Poland, yeah, was there four years, two years and then two years later. So, And, uh, and Joe came over that time and lived with me mm. for, um, for about a year. So that was good, getting him involved in football. So a lot of good memories and yeah. good friends in Holland still. Yeah, well, you mentioned Joe. He's he's your eldest son, um, and the next question really is a nod to him because I know he's a scout. But would you rather be the kit man or a scout? Scout. Scout. You thought about that for a moment. Yeah, I because I kit man uh, within a football club is probably the most important man. Is that right? Yeah, they used to have. Um, Albert at Manchester United and Albert was the kit man mm. and he was Sir Alex's right man, right hand man. I, they called me the assistant but Albert was the assistant and Albert knew everything that was going on in that football club Yeah, because he was in the dressing room every day picking up the boots, the gear, listening to the gossip, listening to what's going on, <laughs> talking, chatting. He had a good personality. Finger on the pulse. Yeah, and... Um, Alex was really close with him. Yeah. And it's that banter of the football club involvement, going to games emotionally. So that's why I had to think about it because that's what I like about football. Mm. Um, but then again, I've been to a couple of games with Joe just recently and went to Sheffield Wednesday on Saturday. And I enjoy watching watching the game 
as well. But yeah. Do you think it's you have good. what it takes to be a scout? Do you think you could spot a good player? Yeah, yeah, one? yeah. I'd, I'd have no problem in that. But Joe likes it because he's on his own. Yeah. And it's lonely. Travels and so yeah. that would be the dilemma, would be within the group or on your own. Mm. That's why I had to think. That's good. The next question I thought I knew the answer to before you walked in this morning, because I've seen you choose this many times, but is it coffee or tea? Oh, tea. Can't uh, survive unless I get up early in the morning and ah, get that cup of tea down me, and I've then I'm ready for the times. day. times. Maybe it's because it's early morning this morning, but I've seen you many times and it's always been coffee. So We have a routine now when we have one, two. We had a thing where we were drinking coffee, and especially when I work at the ground, a training ground, coffee, but just to keep me going. Yeah. Um, but now me and Catherine, we coffee at 11, Oh, wow, you got a full-on together And no coffee after 3 o'clock, yeah. unless it's decaf. Oh, that's good. Good night's sleep. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Okay, a play-in one now. Would you rather have played in El Clasico or played in the Manchester United-Liverpool derby? Um, Manchester United-Liverpool. I mean, I was very fortunate um, to be involved in them games, yeah. and they were special. Yeah. Uh, but also, he left me managing one game. So, Alex, he had to go to his son's wedding in South Africa. Oh, wow. And it was the Manchester Derby. <laughs> Brilliant. So, I was in charge of the Manchester Derby. And yeah. we won 1 0, David Beckham. 30 yard shot, unbelievable goal. We won the game. And uh, yeah, Manchester United manager for a day, 100% record, not bad. Wow. What I'd do, just share that story, but say I was Manchester United manager for one day and we won. That would be good. Uh, if you weren't a manager, would you rather have been an electrician or a plumber? My, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, I would say electrician. I think it's more, is it more exciting? Electrician. I would... I would do neither because I'm hopeless with my hands <laughs> right? and I'm hopeless at solving problems in yeah. terms of that. And Catherine will tell you, I'd never go near, I'd, I'd nearly electrocuted her father once when oh, we were right. doing, he just said, hold this socket and this plug and this wire and don't touch this. <laughs> well, I touched it and nearly electrocuted him. So electrician, no, plumber, no, I just, water would be everywhere. Yeah, well, I'm glad you've chosen the most dangerous one. That's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Would you rather manage, this is the last one, would you rather manage the current Liverpool team or the current Man United team? Um, I'd rather manage the current Manchester United team. Wow, uh, that was a surprise. No, once you're a red, you're a red, that's it. Yeah, but, yeah, but the team, yeah. think about the squad. I'm thinking about it. And I you think can it's put them great, in a Man United. No, I think it's a great project. At Manchester United, I think it's a great project. I think they've got talent. I think they've got the finance. And I think to go in there and start building that football club again would be very exciting. Yeah, I disagree with you, but that's okay. I, know, we can I thought disagree. you would do. <laughs> We've disagreed about a couple of things over the years when it comes to football, but yes. that's all right. Okay, well, look, I, I feel like I know a little bit more the man behind behind the manager's face, but uh, we're going to jump in now uh, to do uh, look at Wikipedia. Uh, this is the first time I've ever interviewed somebody with a Wikipedia profile, so that's quite a big thing for me. Uh, but I thought what we'll do is we'll look at your early life on Wikipedia and see what it says about you, and you can tell us if that's true or false. Sound good? Okay. Wikipedia say about Steve's early life. Um, so Steve, this is what Wikipedia says about you. I'm going to read this out uh, about your early life and you can tell me if it's true or not. It says, McLaren was born the 3rd of May 1961 in Fulford. Yep. That's true. That's a good start. Um, the son of Margaret and Brian McLaren. Yep. 
who were married the previous year to you being born? Maybe. I don't know. Are you the you the oldest? No, I've got a sister who's oh, older. Okay. So you've got a sister who's older. Yeah. So so it says you described as Yorkshire born and bred. Yeah, absolutely. I'm proud of it. Yeah. And McLaren's ancestors, this was quite interesting. Yeah. Worked variously as miners, brewers, cotton mill workers, uh, labourers and farm workers. I think they were workers, I think. Yeah, they're all grafters. Yeah, that's the word. Do you know any of them? Because that's quite specific, cotton mill workers. That's quite a specific one. No, and it's funny, them, they, they do the apps now, don't they, in, inheritance apps. And yeah. You can go through your family tree if you want to. Yeah, the ancestry um, sort of Ancestry, stuff, yeah. that's it. And, um, and Catherine does it. Um, and I've not continued it because nah, I think she started with uh, eventually going on to kings and queens and... Oh, wow. I was always a, a grafter at work, <laughs> so yeah. I left it. Having me and Catherine and yourself, yeah. Yeah, you can you understand You definitely that. married up. You That's can understand true. that, yes. But the same is true with myself and Jenny, yeah. So it says, as a child, uh, McLaren attended Nunthorpe Grammar School Yeah. after passing his 11 plus. Proudest moment of my mother's life. Is that right? Yes. Well, that's great. Uh, and preferring it to a closer school because of the emphasis which was placed on sports? Um, there was only two grammar schools in York at that time, both a long way away. Oh, right. Uh, the other side of York. And, yeah, I don't know why I chose none. Thought it was probably my mother who did, but we must have looked around. And um, I think my mother chose the furthest away because I had to cycle to, uh, to school most days. It's I did have a bus pass, but I, I cycled. Right, well, that, that's the, that's true of the next bit. There. It says daily four-mile cycle round trip. Yeah. So, yeah, rain or shine. Yeah. Ride into school. Um, and it says this is cited as an example of his determination to succeed in sport. Did you feel like you did have that drive? I mean, from an early age, we're going to get into like a little bit of your football as a young, as a young boy. Uh, in a second, but did you feel like you did have a drive, like a passion for sport from a young age? Without a doubt. Yeah. A passion for any sport, but a passion for winning. I loved winning. <laughs> um, hated losing with a vengeance, still do. Um, but no, we, um, I think it was from my father. He was he was very sporty. I think he started with judo. He was squash when I really remember what he did. Mm. Um, obviously now he's golf, trying a little bit of bowling. So he's been a sportsman, and when he gets into a sport, he wants to be the best. And I suppose he's passed that on yeah. to all of us in our family because we're all very competitive. Yeah. Having played with Sam, your middle son, playing football with him, that's definitely true of the McLaren family. Yeah. Um, and it says here that at school you played rugby. Is that true? Well, it was a rugby school, so... You had to. We had to. At primary school, we played rugby league. I remember that, and I quite enjoyed that. And then going to grammar school, it was... didn't really play football, apart mm. from in the playground. We could only play with a tennis ball. We couldn't play with a... Which I think gave me a... A, a better a, touch. A, yeah, better yeah. touch, better grounding. Yeah. So continuously every day, every break time, played with a tennis ball. Wow. And... Um, but it was a rugby school, hmm. so you know you have games on an afternoon, and we run down to the Naves Meyer and invariably play rugby. Rugby union never got into the uh, the school team, but for our house, I have houses within. Yeah, um, I was in the house team um, and played scrum half. <laughs> got the ball and threw it away as quick as possible. Well, so they get tackled. <laughs> yeah, like many. Uh... Young teenage boys, I remember Absolutely. running a mile from the ball um, in rugby. Um, and it said that you uh, went on to play, obviously, football. It says that you played for York Boys under-15 team. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I had trials and used to go training with York City, um, Middlesbrough, mm. Bull City, and Leeds a couple of times. Oh, wow. Um so I always knew, probably at fifteen, that 
you're a good player. I would I would go on and get an apprenticeship in uh, in a football club. It yeah, was the choice then. Yeah, and I chose. Oh, I think my dad chose Hull City. Yeah, um, giving me the best opportunity, and it was probably right. That's correct. And uh, and it says here, I do like Wikipedia's description. It says, uh, McLaren is remembered for being a tidy player. Yeah. Uh, skillful on the ball. That's the tennis ball coming back in there. Yeah. And head and shoulders above the rest. Did you, uh, fe- did you feel like that growing up? Um, yeah, you were, it was always an advantage to... I was quite good at... I was quite good at sport in general. Yeah. And And... My father made me made me play sport, mm. get involved in sport. You know, he used to send me to to judo when I was ten, eleven years old. Yeah, uh, introduced me to squash. Yeah, um, none thought they in the summer had a tennis team. So from mm. squash, I went to tennis. Yeah, and I was so I was yeah I was under eighteen squash York squash champion. Wow, I was under eighteen York tennis champion. Wow. So and that was at the age of 16. Yeah, that's amazing. So I could have, yeah, we we never contemplated it, but um, some people did want to coach me at tennis, mm. um, but I stuck with football. Yeah. And uh, and quite right. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Well, Wikipedia is fairly accurate then. That's pretty good. Yeah. So that's good to know. Yeah. Um, as in... Wikipedia, I think anybody can edit it, so that's that's quite good that it's remained fairly true to what's real. That's the first time <laughs> even looked at. It. Yeah. Oh, what was Trust me, if I had a Wikipedia, Wikipedia page, I think I'd check it every day and make sure no one's changed <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, okay, so I mean, we we're talking about your childhood there. Can you tell us a little bit about your childhood and your upbringing? And um, you know, did you? Did your parents have a faith when you were growing up? Did you go to church? Is that something that you did regularly as a family? What What were your thoughts on church growing up? No, my, my initial memory was um, Sunday school. Mm. Um, so I think my mother had the faith. Father definitely didn't. Mm. But mother did. And I'm sure she used to go to church and leave us at uh, Sunday school. Yeah, and that was the first introduction to that. Like a seat, like a Church of England church, or yeah. like a, yeah, okay, yeah. 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 So, you know, stories and events. And, yeah, you know, like you do here, you know, uh, adults stay inside and the and kids the go crowd, off to yeah. Them. Yeah. So, I think that was that was my only introduction to uh, to faith, really. And I think my mother, she didn't. Um, Shout it from the rooftops, but I think quietly was, you know, um, a believer. Yeah, a, a believer had the faith and mm. uh, and uh, had that all her life. Yeah, but it wasn't it, for you. It wasn't um, something that you continued doing. You know, you've kind of grown up and gone off, started life. You've you've been a footballer and you know met Catherine, married Catherine. You've be, become a dad. You know, life's kind of moved on for you. Um, yeah, without a doubt, it's um, no. I don't think we were too busy, um, or I was too busy chasing a dream, right? You know, a dream of being a footballer, yeah, and what it takes to be a footballer, and uh, you know, things in that dressing room, and you know, you things like that were never discussed. Yeah, it was a lot of banter. Yeah, um, but generally, it was um, it was a hard school. Mm. Yeah, and uh, you know, men were men. Yeah, and Yorkshire men were Yorkshire men. Right, and so we went through, and it was, yeah, I, I, I was quite fortunate in in my in my football life, um, and I think the most important thing, and I've said it to um, when I'm invited to talk on coaching courses, mm. and they talk about management and how to survive in management. Yeah over the years and I've said the first thing you've got to do is marry right yeah <laughs> and and that's in life yeah Don't get me wrong not just in football oh, but in yeah. life and you've got to and so I think during my football life I I met and married the right person mm. in Catherine mm. who um, who has always been on the right side yeah uh, where I've chased 
you know, I'd been task orientated, and mm. wanting to win, wanting the next job, wanting to succeed, wanting to climb the ladder, climb Everest. I always call it. We, and that's what I've always wanted to do. And yeah, you know, that takes um, a certain amount of uh, independence and selfishness and all the things that go together with success. Mm. You need someone to support. So yeah. I've been very lucky in that. Yeah. She's definitely a blessing, that woman. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. And you end up ended up coming to this church through Phil, really, your relationship with Phil. Uh, Phil Hillston, who has led the church for many years um, until recently. Um, and, I mean, King's isn't, you know, your normal Church of England church with a little Sunday school. You know, it's a, quite a different church. What were your first thoughts when you've walked through the doors here? Um, what, what were your first kind of reactions? Because it's quite a different vibe. Uh, we joke sometimes, it's that Graham was talking about how you can be described as a happy, clappy church. Sometimes puts people on a back foot. How how did you find it when you first walked in? Yeah, I mean, I didn't, this wasn't the first church I came to with Phil. Yeah. Um, what was the name of the church that... Awkward. Awkward. Yeah. So Awkward was just just down the road from where we lived. And I think, you know, Catherine was was knew the neighbourhood and knew people around and knew people who went to the Oakwood. Mm. And she used to say, hey, come in, you know. And I said, no, no, I'm not going there. I'm not mm. going there, no, 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 no. Sunday mornings, I need my breather after hectic Saturdays and yeah. thinking about the game. and yeah. So anyway, we... She went and I followed along and we met Phil and Sally. Yeah. Wonderful people. And the awkward was fantastic. And and when Catherine said, come on, we'll go to this church, uh, I couldn't believe it. Because <laughs> um, I, thought it was fun. I thought it was great. Yeah. And so I got to know Phil and Sally through that and other people there. And, 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 it, and it was... I found it strange, mm. peaceful, relaxing, and good people. Yeah, always with a smile on the face, and you know, whatever the situation or the circumstances of people within the church mm. at Oakwood, um, I, everyone seems everyone seems happy. And I always remember Phil invited us to a to a, a cannon and ball talk. Oh wow! Well. And cannon and ball came on, and mm. they were talking about their successful life and and it was amazing because you see in front of the camera they're all what a great life they've got mm. and behind the scenes i think one was a gambler and one was a, an alcoholic and wow. they'd strayed from the from the from the good life you know from yeah so it was a little bit and and they were very very open mm. about their addictions yeah and that resonated with me. I thought, wow, these are successful people and they're really struggling. Yeah. And I'm not saying I was struggling, but I was thinking, you know, they were talking about being very selfish and uh, mm. pushing a lot of people out of their lives and only focusing on one thing, which was success. Yeah. The plaudits that you get from the TV. And I was thinking, he's yeah. talking about my life here. <laughs> um, and... It, it really resonated with me and and him going to see somebody and not wanting to and and his partner actually changing mm. and and changing and dealing with his addictions yeah and and the other one saying that he followed suit yeah and changed his life and they were still successful mm. but far happier. Mm. in their basic life and I thought wow yeah and that really hit me I didn't do anything about it mm. I just thought of it and yeah. it's obviously stuck in my mind because I still remember it so yeah. and um yeah wow. so I got to know Phil and Sally a lot better and a lot more and we got closer and then they moved here yeah and um actually moved here and he had a year out of Oakwood that's right and I think it was also the year after I left the England job. Yeah. And we were both demoralised. Yeah. Wondering what to do next. And yeah. Wondering what to do next. And yeah. we used to go 
oh, come on, Phil, we're doing nothing. Today. We'll go for a walk. So we used to go for a walk, backpack, coffee, mm. piece of cake in our backpacks. And uh, we used no to walk everywhere. Yeah. And and obviously, Phil uh, would talk about football and Phil would talk about, um, you know, the, the church and his life. And yeah. There were so many parallels between us yeah. that we got on yeah. and became good friends and very close. So... Then you know, we were also we were searching for work and searching mm. to get a job, and uh, he got kings and said, I "Come along, came along." And what a dump this is! <laughs> uh, you know, Not now. I hope he's been. <laughs> and you mean he back came then? In. Yeah, there yeah. was no coffee, no tea. It was just one hall, and I said, yeah. "What are you doing, Phil?" And he said, "I've got a vision for it." Yeah, and um, I could understand that. Yeah. So, I knew what he was talking about. What's mm. your vision, Phil? I want to build it like this, 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 and this. And he's done absolutely incredible, mm. as you see the building now. Yeah. Um, and I've seen it from from the very beginning mm. when it was rubble, how he's built it. And now, you know, and I, I even I'm so proud of the sports hall. Mm. There's not a sports hall now. No. That you've changed. Sorry. <laughs> it was a nervous morning when you walked in and we put I can imagine it. yes I yeah. can imagine but yeah. no I, I, his vision was was fantastic and mm. I think that was something which we had in common that we could have a vision see it yeah and drive to achieve it and that's what he's done here mm. obviously he's left it in very good hands yeah he's retiring and he's brought you back and we followed your journey as mm. well so it's amazing the people that you meet and the journeys that that they have yeah. that you follow. Yeah. So there's been oh, quite a few relationships here. Yeah. Through Phil and Sally. Yeah. Which we never have. No. In the football world and no. what I call normal people. Yeah. With normal lives. Yeah. And we were just in a football bubble. Yeah, a different type of community. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. and um, one in which, yeah, it was. Um, and we embraced it. Catherine yeah. embraced it, and she she brought me along. Mm. And Phil quiet quietly, as he does, worked away at you. Worked away and yeah. influences you. Yeah. So, and That's we've good. been coming here for years, and it's a wonderful, wonderful church now. And you're right, the the service is different, mm. but one that me personally I enjoy. Yeah. I I I think we were talking about this morning. You about COVID and trying to get people back in and yeah. out of their bubble. Yeah. And and it's like I say in football, and it's like you obviously have here, hmm. you are trying to connect with people. You're hmm. trying to connect with the community. I'm trying to connect with the, with the staff, the football team, yeah. the players, uh, the fans, the football club, hmm. the community in that way. We're trying to connect with that. Yeah. It's all about connections. Yeah. And I think that was the key thing, awkward and then coming here was about I felt a certain connection yeah with with the people yeah and a sense of yeah wanting to wanting to help can i say the word belonging yeah you can yeah yeah i suppose you're right and that's what we always try to get so what he was trying to achieve it with his vision here yeah at kings um and create the kind of environment and culture Mm. which is a belonging, mm. you, you, you're absolutely spot on. And I, I call it, I say to everybody, the key thing for me is relationship mm. and is connection. And I never always had that. I was task-orientated, yeah. not socially orientated, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. So for a lot of my career, it's about getting the job done. It's about winning the game on a Saturday. Yeah. And who's going to help me do that? Yeah. And, and everything kind of becomes blinkers on. Yeah. You're just focused on that job. Yeah. And if you so can, yeah, guess if you walking can into me. community yeah. is a huge change. And then, oh, wow. Okay. Well, thinking of the bigger picture instead of just that bubble of. Yeah. And if, Mike, if you, you can help me win on Saturday. Yeah. Come on, Mike, you're in our little bubble. Yeah. In our group. And, but if you can't, then. And if I'm you can't, get on then out you go. Yeah. You, we, you're not within that focus. I, I don't really want to bring up, you know, your personal story of people. At some point in that time, there's been a switch in your life where you've gone from, you know, not having a faith, um, 
that those things not being important to you, like you said, but that's there's been a switch in your life. I don't really want to bring that up because that's personal to you. But when you do that, you find your identity changes as well. You know, your identity comes from being belonging to a church, belonging to a community bigger than, you know, football one, like you said. Um, but your identity is given to you rather than earned um, through God. But I don't think I know anybody who's taken probably a bigger battering to their identity over the years than you. Um, you know, we were talking kind of before we started recording about how the newspapers can kind of have an agenda and boom, you get, you know, hit in the face. And you've had that over the years. What What's that been like for you to kind of not be who everybody else wants you to be? Um, or, or to kind of go at the first sign of trouble, uh, like, you know, maybe this is true about me, what they're saying. What's that wrestling match been like for you over the years to kind of just say, actually, I'm Steve, I'm married to Catherine, and I have, you know, th three great boys, and I have, you know, I'm a granddad, rather than actually who everybody else says that you are, because there is this kind of big, it's, I think it's a battle for everybody <laughs> to not be who everybody wants you to be or says you are, but actually to to remain true true to who you actually are to keep your identity. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, it was. I I kind of have, I would say, two lives hmm. then, um, and probably still do. Hmm. So I have a professional life. Yeah, and it's in the public eye, and it's. And it's dependent on winning or losing. Yeah. End of story. Yeah. It's not dependent on is he a nice guy? Is he funny? Is he is he this? Is he that? What's his does he win football matches? Yeah. And if you win football matches, you're a hero. Yeah. And if you lose football matches, you are coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> you're a bum and they're coming for you. Yeah. So I had that and recognized that. Mm. And I think what I created. And this is the thing about marrying the right person mm. was created another life in which I could go home mm. and I'd be totally different. Yeah. Or the environment would be totally different. A lot more serene, a lot more relaxed. Mm. There'll be three boys growing up. Uh, for Catherine, that was hard work. Yeah. Um, and I focused on my career. So I could always and and you know, I've I've had this conversation before with, with Sir Alex, you know. Saturday night, you know, he comes home and I remember he said he got beat 6-0 six, six by 5-0, I think, by Man City in a, in a local derby. He just mm, wanted yeah. to curl up and die. Mm. Gets the front door, opens the door, and there's Cathy, his wife, and, and uh, I don't want to know the score and we don't care about the score and get yourself in and get yourself a glass of wine and yeah. don't talk about football or don't think about football tonight. Just get mm. And it was way across the crossed the line and was grounded again. Yeah. And I suppose I had that. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm still thinking about football and still have yeah. thoughts and couldn't always 100% focus on what was going on, but yeah. there was that threshold. And and so I had that. And I think I, I just, the, the only change really, uh, big change, was going from, from task-orientated to socially-orientated. Mm. That... Um, it wasn't just about the people around me mm. to get success. Yeah, I had to start thinking about, and it just came to a point where it wasn't wasn't enjoyable anymore for myself mm. and for the family. Yeah, and something had to break, and and something someone had to change, and common denominator <laughs> was me. So I um, I had to change. Yeah, otherwise. I'd have gone down the cannon and ball yeah. of addicted to, and I think it was an addiction to to winning, yeah. to being successful, to achieving, yeah. to climbing Everest and and coming down, falling down at times very heavily, mm. but then at the bottom going, where's the next Everest I want to climb? Mm. And that can be wearing, not just on me, but that can be wearing on people around me, and I think yeah. it was becoming wearing, so... I had to make a change. I yeah. knew I had to make a change mm. to my lifestyle otherwise. So I think it was just a change of a lifestyle and, and conversations with Phil and coming here, 
yeah gave me the impetus to uh to change that yeah being grounded in that community and and everything else yeah well, can can you kind of think of any specific moments in your life where it's been really difficult and your faith has kind of helped you through that moment um i'm you know i'm just thinking as well you know um the lifestyle changes that i've seen like with you as well personally i've i don't know if you know this but i've known you for over a decade now uh, i know it's it's mad isn't it um and uh you know but just thinking you know there's been changes in that you've had to make in your life there's been um even when you're at derby you had your no swearing rule i remember the you know swearing rule at derby and uh and there was a newspaper article about it saying that was yeah. the key to your success i don't think that's true but but it was you know quite a big culture shift for you to bring in and say actually this isn't who we're going to be um can you think of ways that that's influenced challenges that you face every day as a manager and things like that i, th I think it, it really just it really just highlighted into i suppose during a certain period there were a lot of gray areas yeah and i just thought i've got to get to black and white right because gray is dangerous yeah um and and you mean transitioning from who you were to who you are now is that what you mean not that's so much gray areas in, in, between. in terms of making decisions hmm. so making decisions is is for me now black and white right it's right or it's wrong yeah it's right or it's wrong yeah that's it and i and yeah. i say that to, i say that to players i say that to, you know is that right hmm. or is it wrong yeah and sometimes i'll be in the gray area where this player would be doing something wrong hmm. and i would go i'd probably let it go hmm. because i need him on a saturday yeah, to win the football match. <laughs> Whereas, as as I've matured and and my mind's been opened up, yeah, it's more. Is that right? Yeah, is that really right? Yeah, you know. And can you live with yourself mm. with that? You know. Yeah, and and, and not to dismiss it, but mm. to actually confront it. Mm. So, you know, and and that's. Uh, you know, I do a lot of personality profiling, and that's one of my things that I'm quite honest and, and quite blunt at times. Yeah. Because I like people to be honest and blunt with me. Yeah. Generally, I get that Yeah. from people, mm. you know, outwardly from media, outwardly from pundits, supporters, or whatever, you know, yeah. I walk down the street and I outwardly get a McLaren, you're this, McLaren, you're that. Yeah. So I get feedback quite most days. Mm. Uh, and, you know, times brutal feedback, and and I don't, I don't like it, but it's feedback and it's honest. And I always yeah. try to be honest with with people. Whereas maybe, maybe to get a result, I'll let that one go, or I'll let go, or I'll just brush that one under the carpet. Yeah, and and I, and I just thought, yeah, no, I just got to do the right thing yeah and i think that was the key thing just been a shift yeah shift of yeah right yeah i must do the right thing yeah but not consciously think i must do but you you know what it's like you yeah there's a conviction you, inside of you yeah you there's something shift. inside that you yeah. go no that's not right yeah that's not right whereas before that's not right but i'll do it anyway yeah right because because can get away with it. I know what's looking or whatever. You know, yeah. yeah. Everybody else does it. Yeah. Uh, not to put for my own benefit. Yeah. My own selfish benefit of will it help me be a success? Will it help me win on a Saturday? Right. Yeah. I'll just ignore his thing. Whereas with a player now, I'd, no, come sit down. Yeah. Sit down. You know, I always remember in, in, in Holland and a player and, and, you know, it was, it was, not doing things right mm. in his lifestyle. Mm. And, and I, I remember I've sat with him and he's got a cross and faith and yeah, tattoos, tattoos yeah. all over. And I just looked at him and I went, why have you got them yeah. tattoos all over? Yeah. 
have you got a faith? Do you believe in that? Yeah. Yes, I do. Okay. Tell me then in this situation. Yeah. Is it right or is it wrong? Yeah. Yeah. And and you could see the shift in his looking going, it's wrong. <laughs> it's wrong. Yeah. So I'm not going to tell you it's wrong. Your conscience. Yeah. No. And your tattoos must tell you yeah. that it's wrong. Yeah. So... And that's it. We yeah. left the conversation at that. And I think you will know, and Phil obviously knew, knocking, 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 knocking away over mm. many years, mm. you you know, it finally hits you that, no, that's not right. Yeah. And that's it. It's, and it's working out, you know, it's working out your faith. That's how James describes it in the Bible. So it's, you know, we don't, we don't work in order to be, in order to be saved. But when we are saved, actually, it works out in our lives. There's things that change. There's a conviction that comes. Uh, you know, we we kind of abstain from things that we, maybe we would have partaken in before. Yeah. Um, I, th- I, th- I think, you know, I look, looked on religion before and, and you know, I started reading the Bible years ago. Yeah. And, you know, getting the, the, the struggle... Hmm. that I've always found with it is is that there are always rules. Hmm. There seems to be a lot of rules hmm. in the Bible. Yeah. And we in football live by rules. Yeah. And the, the, the shift is just that I went, okay, we don't have it. We do have rules, certain rules, yeah, and, and respect. We call it. We have rules that yeah. respect a lifestyle people. that comes with it. Yeah. yeah, but we go right or wrong. Yeah, is it right or wrong? Yeah. So we are a football club that do things the right way. Mm. We don't do them the wrong way. That's right. So in every decision you make, whether you think I'm going to be late for this meeting, I better get whatever, mm. or I need to do need to do. You've got to know, and you know, hmm. you know, everybody knows whether it's right or wrong. Yeah. Everybody knows. Yeah, definitely. And just make the right decision. Yeah. And not the wrong. Yeah. So it's quite simple. We don't have rules. We just say, Mikey, you've done that. Was it right or was it wrong? Yeah. Yeah, it was wrong. <laughs> it's wrong. And you know what? I never do anything wrong. No. Just, just, for the, just for those listening. No, Jenny, <laughs> Jenny isn't but, here. And then, and then the key thing is, mm. and, and which I've accepted, is that it's wrong. Mm. And now you have to suffer the consequences. <laughs> you have to put it right. Yeah. Or whatever then cons- yeah, consequences yeah, are. Definitely. You know, whatever. Yeah. And it might be, it's wrong. It's going to suffer the consequences, which is you're suspended for the next two games. <laughs> yeah. Or you're fined yeah. a week's wages. Oh, that's not... Yeah, no, please it's not don't fair. do that to me when I get things wrong. <laughs> they're the consequences. Um, we, we've we've covered a lot. I mentioned a lot of your accolades at the beginning. You've held a lot of jobs. I, I kind of wanted to finish with a bit of a lighter question, really, and that is what what is the bit, the most favourite job you've had? Now I, I understand that you might trample on some toes here because there'll be some people who think you had the best years at Middlesbrough, or the best years, you know. It, in the Netherlands or wherever it is, but actually what, what is looking back over the many, many roles that you've had? What was your kind of, which one was the one that you, where you felt most content or most enjoyed going into work on a Monday or, or a Saturday often in your case, what's been your favorite job? Um, favorite. Yeah. I've had a lot of good ones and a lot of bad ones. Yeah. Um, but I think, the one that gave me the breakthrough, the belief, the self-confidence mm. to um, to pursue this path was Manchester United, the yeah. assistant. Yeah. You know, I was okay doing well at Derby with Jim, Jim Smith, mm. assistant, and we were very successful. Um, but all of a sudden, I went to Manchester United and where I was well-known in Derby, mm. all of a sudden I became well-known in Manchester, yeah, but also around the country. And I discovered also around the world because Manchester United was worldwide. Yeah, Derby was community and the UK. Manchester United was 
Manchester United and the world. Mm. So that was the breakthrough. Yeah. That was when everything I'd worked for came to fruition. And I thought, after, if I can make a success of this and do this well, yeah, then it's I, kind of a launch pad into everything else. Absolutely, yeah. It's kind of so. I, you know, you you left this church and you went to Canada, mm. and you could say that. I'm not sure, but you'd probably say, was that my, you know, breakthrough to mm. knowing what I want to do and come back and lead, and it showed me that I could. And you've mm. come back a different person mm. than you were before, and yeah. I, and that was the same for me. Was Manchester United, you know, and going in ever working with superstars, yeah, best manager ever, yeah, the best biggest football club in the world, one of them, the yeah. top four, yeah, and you know having the success as well, yeah, you know, due to managing the players and yeah. you're part of it. I just felt oh, that was, you know, and you didn't have the whole responsibility of picking the team and the result, though it was huge. Yeah. You could not lose. But you just have fond memories. <clears throat> Excuse me if that time. You have fond memories of that and you have, you know, fond memories. I of have fond work. memories of, yeah, know, everywhere. Yeah. But that everywhere. one particularly was a just a, a nice to look back at and yeah. see see what you... It would, wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't... As, um, I always say to every coach, and, every, and, and, and you will know because you, you've moved to Canada, the first six months, any job, any change mm. is hard. Yeah. It, you struggle. And you need something to hang on to during them struggles. And I think, you know, that's... I've always had that belief in myself um, and, and always had that belief that if I work hard enough, do the right things, mm. things will work out. Yeah. So that's my principles now. Yeah. Hard work, do the right thing. Yeah. It'll work out in the long run yeah. for me. You just got to push through. You got to push through. Yeah. Push through the struggle. Yeah. Um, I remember, uh, I remember you telling me just when you were talking about the time with that Manchester United as assistant, I, I remember you saying something like, you know, you had coaching to do on a, on a, on a, Monday morning, but they just won, you know, five nil the day before, and you thought, what on earth am I going to coach them tomorrow? Do you know, you know, yeah. it was almost there was such a winning mentality. It's almost like it made your life impossible at times because what do you fix if it's not broken? You know, but um, yeah, that was that was yeah, that, that, that's just the dilemma of a you know you're coming back here, successful church, Phil's built it up. Mm. Or what can I do? Yeah. How am I going to take it forward? Yeah. And and from a really well-run church, mm. very popular, great in the community. Yeah. It's built it to such an extent. Yeah. How do you and build? You've, and yeah. you've been a part of that, gone away, and come back. Now you've got to put your mark on it, and that's exactly you know I was taken over from Brian Kidd, who was a legend and mm. very popular with all the players. Yeah. But how do you build on that? Yeah. And and what do you bring to the party? Yeah. And you've got to. So achieving that and getting through that just gave me this, this. I thought, yeah, I can I can maybe not on this, but stay in the game mm. and, and and be a I was a good assistant. Yeah. I was a good assistant. Yeah. And it gave me the self-confidence eventually to believe that I could do it as a a number one, which again is a struggle, mm. and and I say that to everybody. Mm. You're going to, anything in life, not football, but you can new job, new whatever, new house, change, change. Six months is struggle. Yeah, and 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 that's where I find that I'm good. Is in. I'm good and I'm bad. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of it's awful to go through, but I'm good in that in that struggle mm. of getting the job done, creating a culture and an environment. Exactly yeah. what you're doing mm. you're doing here. Mm. I'd be interested to know what Catherine's favourite job is that you've ever had. Because I bet it's not the same as yours. 
she hasn't got one job. <laughs> That's <laughs> Which one is her least favourite? Yeah, yeah. She's all her least favourite jobs. Yeah. yeah. Steve, I'm honestly so blessed that you came in just to share a bit of your life and your story with us today. And I just really appreciate it. I know as a church we haven't seen a lot of you lately. You, you know, yourself and Catherine have recently moved and um and i know you kind of jet setting around the world as well now the world's opening back up but we just want to say as a church we you know we've been really blessed that you have been you have found community here over the years and um hopefully you'll visit us still from time to time but i know people will just be blessed hearing some of your story and just hearing you talk about you know the journey you've been through as well um but you you guys as a family have been a blessing to us and uh uh, yeah, so just thank you so much for coming in and sharing. I really appreciate your time, and pleasure. hopefully it hasn't been too painful for you either. No, it's been a it's been a pleasure, and I think I think you know there comes a shift in anyone's life where you go from helping yourself a lot to helping other people a lot, mm-hmm. and that's probably the shift that has been made. You know, mm-hmm. I come here and help you mm-hmm. in this and help grow this church or help other people in the community, whatever yeah. football club. And so, you know, and help players now, whereas before it was all, yeah, I'll help people. If it gets me to right. win a football match on a Saturday. Yeah. Now it's, it's, you know, I never had empathy before. And I, Catherine will say you still haven't, but <laughs> that's the next step. She's not here. You could just, you could just say what Go I want through it, yeah. and she won't listen anyway she said, <laughs> she said it all before yeah but no thank you very much for inviting me and uh yeah it's great to see you back here in a fantastic church and and you know fond memories and I know it's an hour away but we will come and see you yeah and uh and stay involved yeah well we just want to bless you guys can I pray for you real quick before we end is that okay okay yeah um Lord we just thank you so much for Steve Catherine um, Lord, we thank you for their family. Thank you that, that you've um, brought them to us over the years, Lord. They've been part of us here as a church. Um, thank you, uh, Lord, for blessing him with uh, grandchildren. And uh, thank you that he gets to be a granddad and uh, complain about bones hurting when he's playing with grandchildren. And we just we want to just pray a blessing on them as a family. And uh, you would continue to grow them as uh, individuals, mature them in you, Lord. Um, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <laughs>